everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. And this is T Outlaw. <laughs> and welcome back. We're here with a brand new episode of the Gourmet Cooper Podcast. First of the year, as always, at least for now anyway, until, you know, he does something stupid with Twitter. Um, you can catch me, JJ Outlaw, at Twitter, at, of course, JJ Outlaw. Always on the gram, you know, stalking, you know, videos of pities and you know tom hiddleston on the ground and if you want to catch me it's at gourmet goober and every episode i'm here with my best friend my husband that dude bff are we still calling you the dark desperado my man is there still a pandemic there will always be a pandemic then we will keep going (laughs) the dark desperado (laughs) t outlaw hey how's it going it is going well. You can find me, as opposed to the goober, Elon Musk Twitter, at T-Outlaw, T-O-U-T-L-A-W, once again, because I can spell. He's so proud of that. Yes, I <laughs> And also on Instagram, at T-Outlaw Josie Wells, like the movie. You can always find us on Facebook, even though I hate Facebook, which is funny because I work in social media, I just think Facebook is for the boards. But if you are so inclined, we're at the Gourmet Goober blog. Why? Because the Gourmet Goober started off as a blog, which you can find um, just great stuff at thegourmetgoober.com. And of course, always drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. Whew, there is a lot of ways to get a hold of us. So y'all have no excuse. You really don't. <laughs> So this is the first new episode of the year. So very happy to be back. And we've got some really cool things that we're working on. So hopefully we can share some things we meant to share about our trip to London a few months back. Get our thoughts on a couple of things that are coming up blurred wise. But more importantly, we are so super excited because we survived yet another holiday. <laughs> with each other right and the holidays are always weird for us anyway because in addition to like the new year and of course christmas and kwanzaa if we celebrated it <laughs> there is the whole little thing about big daddy's birthday and this was actually pretty special because you were off not only on christmas but new year's as well right well new year's eve, eve. yeah new year's eve which I know you guys are thinking Big Whoop, but Big Daddy, and I think for those who may may have listened to the show for a while, um, just as a reminder, he works in sports media. And so there's always like a sports activity going on, be it Christmas or the new year or things like that. So for me, I'm always used to, as I'm dropping things in the background, sorry about that, if you heard that, I've been used to you not being available for New Year's Eve, like, forever. Yeah, she's a New Year's Eve widow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in the scheme of things, it's not the biggest thing in my life to worry about was New Year's. But, yeah, we spent the New Year's together. At least when the the bell dropped or... I forgot exactly what exactly happens on New Year's when it happens. (laughs) All knows we have a drink and we try to avoid the gunfire. Yes, but it was nice. It was nice. Didn't we watch like a movie? 
Uh, we watched what Bullet Train. Oh yeah, we watched Bullet Train. Which, by the way, y'all, if you haven't seen it, I totally recommend it. It was crazy as hell, but it was really, really a lot of fun. I even told my mom about it, which was funny because we have very different tastes in movies, and she'll be okay with me mentioning this, right? Because I know she doesn't usually like me talking about her on the podcast. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> but I was like, dude, you have to see this. And it turns out she was already watching it. So it was a bonding, unifying moment for us. Yeah, you two are more alike than you think. <laughs> but no, actually, it's a really fun movie. And watch to the very end. That's that's the only hint I can give you. But yeah, outside of that, it was a really restful time. I mean, we got snow, but it wasn't like a ton of snow. At least for us, because where we live, we're close to Lake Michigan. So Lake Effect is a thing. And just as a side note, it's really funny because I work from home. My bosses live in a different part of the country where snow is usually not a thing. And so it's hilarious because I think they may have gotten more snow than we did. But it was temporary. Like, you know, it was gone within a day or so. But they were not able to handle that at all. Where, meanwhile, for us, what counts as real snow is like that heavy snow that our neighbors have to rescue us from. <laughs> but we didn't get that. But it was still pretty snowy and icy enough that we just decided instead of going down to see my family to spend it with each other. So it was a cozy Christmas, which I'm not complaining about. I mean, you didn't mind it, did you? Well, um, the holidays are always good to spend with family, and I'm glad I spent it with the Goober and, you know, our our pets and whatnot. But, yeah, like, I really wish I would have had time to spend with family. But, you know, we just have to take what we, you know, what the good Lord gives us, which is, you know, a day, you know, to spend in warm client, or at least a warm house with, you know, good family and, you know, good food so yeah we kind of spent it with each other and we kind of had a very nice new year we toasted into hopefully what's going to be a really fruitful time for us and like i said before the other cool thing it was da, 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 your birthday yes big daddy is a christmas baby <laughs> yeah i'm sure they and yes, the answer to the question, once again, is, do I get double gifts? Yeah, that was over a long time ago. I gave you two gifts. Okay. Dude. How many do I, many do I currently have? Okay, first of all, that's not my fault. Okay. Because for the holidays, it was actually pretty funny. Because I got Big Daddy two things. One, we got, like, a new TV. And I got a new sound bar to hey. go with the TV. Hey, do 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 we want to tell people what you know what's in our house? Because I, I don't feel like having to you know defend the homestead today. We have a guard dog that might lick them. Should to death. we talk about this guard dog? <laughs> hey, as far as they know, Brexit is a big mean dog. <laughs> Never mind the fact that he might lick you to death if he's not napping. But, you know, when the Amazon guy gets to the house and he gets that mean mugging bark, for those, like, five seconds, they're none the wiser. Yeah, okay. <laughs> bark, horse, and bite. But I gave you, like, a sound bar. 
and and then appreciative. And then the other thing I got you was the the what's it called? Victor and Rolf's the spice bomb. Yes. And then when the spice bomb arrived, I actually think whoever delivered it dropped punted to our door because the top was broken off. So I I went to go replace it and they were out of it. Like they had every other men's cologne in that whole place of Ulta, but they had completely were stripped out of the spice bomb. So I told you we had to get it again. So technically you did have two gifts, but one of them broke and it was not my fault. So hopefully we'll replace it. Yeah. Also, as a side note, let me just say how hilarious it was because we were thinking the same thing because you got me for the holidays the flower bomb. I did. <laughs> the female version of the spice bomb. Well, that, that came about because we, previous to that, had a conversation about uh, I was going to get the goober some good cookware and then I found out that you know, cookware is probably not the most, most romantic thing well, or the cutest thing to get anyone for a Christmas gift or a Valentine's gift. No, no, no. Don't, don't say that. It depends on the cookware. If if it was like a crusade pan or a star pan, then yes. <laughs> you were this close to getting a Walmart pan. <laughs> Big Daddy knows that with the right cookware, I'm a sucker for it, which is why he makes fun of me because there is a pan that I literally use every day. The stop, look, it's in the name. It's called a stop everyday pan, and I love it. I would marry it if I could. And trust me, <laughs> she spends more time with this stop pan than she ever will with me. <laughs> Dude, if something happens to me, I, I, I have developed a line of succession as to who gets the pan. It is that awesome. Even though I would like to say for the record, I'm not in that line of succession. No, because you would not appreciate it. But neither is your sister. Or my sister, for that matter. It would go to my younger brother, Benjamin. Benjamin would appreciate the pan. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? You, so you're saying it's your brother, yes. Who, yeah, he would. You would think that he would probably treat your pan with more respect than he would treat like his own dog. Okay, first of all, Benjamin's a foodie, so he wouldn't understand the price and the artistry that went into making the stuff. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, no, no, you know, no shade or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, in the last session, like I'm out, my sister's no, out, no, no. your okay, sister's okay. out. You're, you're in, you're in. But you, okay, I would, I would put you in before anyone else. But you, what I'm trying to say is, you just can't toss away this beautiful pen. Nobody said they were going to toss it away, but uh, yeah, I guess I do not have the level of devotion to it that you do. So, Well, that is true. That is true. Yeah, this is your baby, not mine. <laughs> I'm a little addicted to that. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is you got the double gifts, so you can't say you didn't. Okay, yes. Technically, and, I did. <laughs> and more importantly, 
you know, on behalf of the audience who wasn't there, again, we're glad that you are with us for another year and another great birthday. Hopefully it was a good birthday, right? I mean, you got a cake. Yes, everything is good with cake. <laughs> I have a very low bar for celebrating birthdays, people. So you got a gift, you got a cake, hey, you got it. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> say to people, because apparently saying the word, you know, saying happy birthday is nice and all, but I would prefer to always say happy cake day because life is better on your birthday with cake. Of course. You know the one gift that I wish that I could have got you for your birthday? And what and, would that be? And I tried, and I just couldn't secure one. But it's the best idea ever. So, Hefty. Hefty? hefty the hefty, storage hefty. bag. Yes, exactly. The storage slash garbage bag company. They, over the holidays, was selling a limited edition snack scarf. I'm sorry, snack scarf? Snack scarf. So, get this. It's a scarf that they design, but it has lined pockets in it, right? So the purpose of it is you can go to parties, <laughs> tailgating events, <laughs> what have you, and it's lined with this slider, the hefty slider storage bags, so yes. that you can sneak goodies out the door with ease. How brilliant is that? <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, think about how useful that would have been this time of year going up into the playoffs. People are getting together, tailgating. You know, as the weather gets nicer, you know that I appreciate a good scarf. I love me a good scarf. So I could like drape it over, rock this scarf, and then when nobody's looking... Sneak off with the chicken and biscuits. Okay. It, it It is a brilliant idea. One that I wish that they should match produce it. I also believe in the same. Because <laughs> this would have... This would have worked out really well when I was a... You know, a starving college student. And I used to sneak... Uh, breadsticks out of Fazoli's and or other places... Underneath my hat. Oh my God, yes. You were so funny. And the funny thing was, you didn't realize that the breadsticks and frizzolis was free? No. You're just like, why do they keep coming with this? And you would take a few extra, and the guy serving us would look at you like, are you absolutely nuts? And finally I said, Big B, T, these are free breadsticks. <laughs> It's like the breadsticks you get at Olive Garden. In the soup and salad, they were free. Okay, technically like free. I mean, you can't just sit there and just ask for a bag, a, a basket and have them walk away. But as a customer, you get unlimited supply. But nevertheless, if you have the scarf, like you said, bam. Yeah, because I got to freely admit, I went home from... Bazzoli's and other Italian places with the smell of garlic butter or whatever they have on these to line these uh, breadsticks. Oh, that is true. Yeah, having that garlic smell in your head is kind of <laughs> weird, but yeah. See, that would work out really well because Lord knows I am snuffling that at restaurants semi-legally a lot. We will say that. 
So the snack scarf. Snack. No, we call it the little uh, snack pockets. <laughs> the snack scarf. Here's what I love the best about it. It actually came in two sizes, right? So there's a quart size and a gallon size. The company noted that the quart scarf was great for like wings and sliders. Okay, okay. But if you wanted to take the whole last main course or an unfinished dessert tray, that's what the gallon was for. And the scarf was only $2.78. Think oh, about really? it. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, now that was sure. like the perfect stocking sucker. Literally. It is the gift that kept would have kept on giving. I wonder if I could sneak popcorn into a place <laughs> with this. I'm telling you. Well, you don't have to do that because I always carry a big ass purse. But <laughs> Which reminds me, the new Ant-Man versus Wasp Quantumanium is coming up in a few weeks. So we we got to clear out the purse to have like a spot there because it's, I hear it's close to a three hour movie. I think every Marvel movie is close <laughs> to three hours. But yeah, I, I, I personally would have loved to have access to this scarf. I would have given it to everybody, especially my mom and my sister for reasons that we will not go into on the podcast. So are they just not like continuing it? Or... Well, it was a limited edition, um, but you know what? They may bring it back if we demand it enough. So hopefully, the people at Hefty, if you are listening to me. Make this happen. Make this happen. The Gourmet Goober, we will be your mascots. We will advertise it for free on the podcast. We need to be a part of this. There's just so many practical uses, so many places that we could take it. Dude, I you know what? I wish I had it when we I went to that restaurant that Carla Hall was cooking. Yeah. Now, dude, I would have snuck out with everything in sight. That food was so good. <laughs> yeah, that would have gone off kind of weird if you know while you were hugging Carla Hall. Yeah, that she'd be like, "What? What? He? What's on your neck scarf? Wait, wait a minute. Are you, <laughs> do you have my food in your in your scarf?" You know, that would be awkward because, again, like I said before, Carla Hall is a hugger. And ladies and gentlemen, as one who has hugged celebrity chef Carla Hall, again, I can tell you, best hugger in the world. Best hugger. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What else that's happened since we've been lost on the mic? Oh, my God. A timer do it. just went off on my computer. I'm really sorry about that. We'll try to take that out in post, so hopefully you don't hear that. <laughs> okay, so now that I'm embarrassed by that, <laughs> the other thing I can say briefly that's happened. You know what? You know what? We can talk about this as well, because we were talking about over that holiday break. Um, I did get a chance to see everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. And Michelle Yeoh just made history. She was nominated for um, Best Actress for the role. Which, if you guys have not seen the movie, it is so brilliant. And the... Do you know how to say his name? It's the actor who played Short Round. No. Short round. 
from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. The Gita, right? Okay. He Hai Kwan. He um, he actually was nominated too. Okay. Isn't that exciting? Which Thank is you. so worth it. It's such a great movie. Sorry, I didn't even cut you off. No, I understand. <laughs> and especially his story because he left the entertainment his, an industry because at the time he thought that there was no roles for Asian to, and in Hollywood because they were so few and far between. True, they were limited. Yeah. Um, and with the advent of the movie Crazy Rich Asians, which, by the way, Michelle Yeoh was in, as a result of that, he decided to get, try his hand and he got back into the industry. And with everything, everywhere, all at once, he got the role, which I found this amazing that he got the role and the person who helped him sign the deal was actually the actor who, the person who used to play Chunk. In the Goonies. Really? Yes. Okay. Apparently, he's no longer an actor. He's a lawyer. And he represented <laughs> Ki Hai Kwan in negotiating for the part. He got it. And now he's an Oscar nominee. How okay. amazing is that? That is fascinating. Yes. So, congratulations to you guys. As well as doo, 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 our girl, Angela Bassett is also nominated for Best Supporting Actress in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Which, she deserves everything. They should just, like, just hand her the award. (laughs) Seriously! How could... Okay, look. I don't want to give too many spoilers away. And to be honest, I did work on... And due to technical difficulties with the recording equipment... I'm still working on the audio. I just mean just redo it so that we can have like this a, a separate quick episode about Black Panther. That was what our intent was. Um, that said, I don't want to spoil everyone, but her role in the movie, I mean, clearly she wasn't the main focus of the movie, but she should have been because in her short time on screen, she was amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, I will give credit where credit is due. And I think as opposed to the first, the initial Black Panther, the second Black Panther definitely had a little bit more focus on I mean, other members and her portrayal as the queen for the time, as you said, that she was on screen she dominated her performance, and I truly believe that she re- deserves all the respect and all the accolades she most likely will get. Yeah, seriously. She deserves all the flowers. She was really, really incredible. And she made history because not only is she is the first actor, actress from a Marvel movie that was nominated for Best Actress. Um, She also, you know, they made history as well because Ruth E. Carter, who also broke the glass ceiling last time in terms of women and Black women in costume design, she's nominated again. 
they're also nominated for Best Visual Effects, which the visual effects alone when they were underwater and visiting Namor and his his country was just amazing. They filmed all, like, dude, they learned to swim in order to do that, and they filmed all of that underwater. It was amazing. They're up for Best Makeup and Hair Styling, so congratulations to Camille Front. Friend and Joel Harlow for that. And they're also up for Best Original Song, Lift Me Up, with Rihanna's Return. Which also, Ryan Coogler gets credit for actually helping to write the song, too. Okay. So, sadly, he wasn't nominated for Best Director. Um, They snubbed Gina by the Prince for Best Director for the Woman King. Unfortunately, Viola Davis was not nominated, which, I'm sorry, did you see how buff that woman got? I mean, just give her the award for that, seriously. (laughs) But anyway, we're so happy for Angela Davis. We're so happy for... Angela Bassett. Why did I say Angela Davis? Angela Bassett. Really thrilled for Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hai Kwan. Um, Also, the actress, and I can't remember her name, but... The actress who played their daughter in the movie, she's nominated too, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. Really good stuff. I am proud just to see, you know, good people on screen get their due. I am really sad that you didn't get a chance to see everything everywhere all at once. So, maybe we should do like a like a watch party or something and then live stream it. Because I think that you would love that movie. I would. I think I should. I mean, I, I think I should. I feel bad I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. So, anything else that you can think of? No, I could make fun of the... Well, I guess there's the Australian Open, which is, you know, cool. You know, shouts out to, you know, someone who, it, well, of course, was not at the Australian Open, Naomi Osaka. Oh, my gosh, yes. She's expecting. Yeah. awesome is that that was huge i mean if for nothing else whatever she goes forward with in her professional and personal career life i just wish her well and she deserves it yeah totally deserves it so on that note that's kind of catches you up on life and some of the things that have been really getting our attention since the break So we're going to take a break ourselves just now. And when we come back, we have three stories. (laughs) Yes, we will talk about eggs, too. Yes, we're going to talk about eggs. We're going to talk about M&M's. We're We're going to talk about jam. Jam, yes. (laughs) Lots of jam. (laughs) So, yeah, we're back. (laughs) So you're listening to the Gourmet Giver podcast. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I'm JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober, and I'm here to share this great new recipe journal from author Gaby Lorano. It's a progressive cooking journal designed for short and simple recipes at the beginning before advancing with spaces for longer recipes as you go. It's colorful, fun, fits easily in the kitchen drawer, and it's perfect for any home cook. 
Best of all, it has over 100 pages for your most beloved culinary delights. Be sure to get your copy today at Amazon.com. We are back. This is JJ Outlaw. This is T Outlaw again. And we are back with the second segment of the Gourmet Goober podcast called What's Eating Us. That's where we talk about three of the biggest food and <laughs> sorry. Let's try that again. That's when we talk about three of the big stories that cross the intersection between food and pop culture. And we're going to start with the story that everybody is talking about. And that is... The trouble with eggs. The trouble with eggs. <laughs> so, Big Daddy, you went to the grocery store the other day, and you came home, and you were railing because how much was grocery stores at our little, you know, teeny tiny grocery store where we live, the Miller okay. K. I feel like going to the. The grocery store now is like going in and seeing, like, you know, looking for a car. It's like sticker shock. <laughs> and like every time I turn around, I'm like, do you know how much eggs are today? It's like $6.12. Yeah, and, Six he, and you told me that. And I was like, are were those like organic eggs? No, I was like, give <laughs> some straight up regular eggs. I'm like. And I know we're, we're gentrified. We've talked about on the show where unfortunately our little. Really? That's okay. He wants part of this too. That's our cat, everybody. <laughs> notorious. Yes. What What do you call him? The notorious what? Notorious C-A-T. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because our cat is a punk. He's more than a punk. This This cat's got tats. He's He's done been. He's He's done a bit. I know he has. Our cat actually chased our our big American bulldog. He's afraid of the cat. I'm afraid of the cat. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so we've talked about on the show where unfortunately our neighborhood is getting gentrified and the pluses and minuses that come with that. Yeah, I knew it was serious when, you know, the kombucha sales were like <laughs> making a big hit. I'm like, kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> Big Daddy was like what the hell is kombucha? Yeah, I was like, what's, what is this kombuki? And why is there six or seven types in our grocery store? I'm like happy that we have a better selection of groceries. And I'm just thinking, you know, you could have just done this when there's mostly black people. We eat this too. Except for the kombucha. I'm not really sure what that is, but I think that's partially because I'm allergic to alcohol. But anyway, <laughs> the bad side is, of course, they have raised the prices because... People have snitched on lots of different things. Like, we used to be able to get organic eggs where we live for, like, $1.99 a dozen. <laughs> and I say that now <laughs> because the first time when you and I went grocery shopping and they started carrying organic eggs in that little store next to us, and I was like, oh, my God, find room in the fridge. <laughs> and Big Daddy's like, why, shh. These aren't supposed to be priced this much. And then someone snitched, and then the price of the eggs went up to what they should be. Well, hey, they, they somewhere they found their value, and all of a sudden, all people looked up and like, wait a minute, the brown eggs are, they went from like 
two and three dollars to like five. And so when you told me that, I was just like, oh, somebody freaking snitched again. And then that's when I realized, oh, no, this is like that everywhere. <laughs> and what's going on right now has caused like a weird melee where people are even going as far as smuggling eggs. Smuggling eggs. <laughs> you go down to the Mexican board and you get whipples. <laughs> whipples. <laughs> like, yeah. They, you know, as they're coming across the border, you know, you make a deal, but like, listen, forget about them kilos, man. I could hook you up, man. <laughs> what is this? They're <laughs> eggs, man. <laughs> they're eggs. I got, I got some whipples for you. <laughs> I got, hey, hey, I, you want the brown ones? You want the, you want the bleach ones? I can get you the good ones. Forget, give me the yams, just give me those eggs. Give me those eggs. <laughs> Back and figure out what's going on. I'm about so, to say Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall and then things happen. <laughs> you pull up the truck, I made some mix. Well, here's what's going on. According to Forbes magazine, the reason why eggs are really expensive, it's a perfect storm of fuel, feed, and then the bird flu. So you may have heard that a number of chickens across the country have recently come down with the bird flu. Basically, you're saying the, the chickens got Rona. <laughs> I'm not going to call it the chicken Rona. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds like the chicken Rona to me. <laughs> oh, we got to mask our chickens. But this is true, and this is insane. So the, this, the exact strain of the bird flu they have is something that's called highly pathogenic avian influenza, which is also known is HPAI. And what happened was in around December when we first started seeing prices going high, it was an estimated, believe it or not, 43.3 million egg-laying hens that were killed from this disease in 2022. So when you think about that, obviously fewer egg-laying hens mean less eggs, means higher prices. So, you know, mm -hmm. the cost of eggs have skyrocketed in some communities as much as 30% or higher. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you, it It sounds like the chicken rona. I it's, am not going to call it the Oh, I'm sorry. Rona. Okay. I'll say the foghorn leghorn rona. Just say the rona. Anyway. There is a rise in the number of egg-laying hens that were killed. And as a result, it's gone down a dramatic way. But the avian flu is not the only thing. If you may recall, there was a rise in fuel issues that we had. Oh, yeah. So that contributed to it, too, making it more difficult to deliver fuel and feed. And believe it or not... What's going on in Russia and its invasion of Ukraine also has a factor in it. Because keep in mind, a number of our grains and things that we get in this, isn't actually from this country. Really? Yeah. So when you factor all of that in, that means less eggs for us. So you're saying they're getting the grain from, like, Russia? Well, no, no. 
Ukraine in the in that area. We talked about that on the show. How okay? Remember how we were talking about the price of like wheat bread was higher. There, yes. Yeah. So all of that factors in, and so now we have the insane story that you told me, where it came from. What was it? The New York Post, where they were talking about again, egg smuggling cases double as U.S. Mexican borders as prices. Or sky high. Now, of course, it comes from the you New York know, Post, so Post take it with a grain, grain of salt. salt. Yeah. But <laughs> a custom, they said that Custom and Border Protection said they saw an uptick of 108% in egg seizures <laughs> just during the last three months of 2022. And violators who smuggle eggs will have to shell out a fine of up to $10,000 per incident. Yeah, either there. They're gonna have to cook me some breakfast. So when you think about it, right now ten thousand dollars would be what three eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so right now it costs you three eggs if you're caught smuggling eggs in the country. I think the other thing that I find amusing is that I, I've listened to something like last week of there we're talking about, you know, people are like trying to find alternative options such as like you know, you know, the, chickens. <laughs> what's that? Renting chickens? The renting of chickens. Yeah, I found that amusing. It was like, yes, you know, for X amount of money, I think it's like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you can go rent a chicken. They provide you with the coop, you know, a blanket, and like all the egg laying, like, you know, procedures. And I'm like, you know, there's only certain, you know, places that you can go rent a chicken. You know, certain neighborhoods that, that you're going to get your chicken back in one piece. It may be two pieces in other places. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Like, do they really expect to get those chickens back? Because chicken is expensive too. <laughs> chicken is expensive. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was serious when, like, you know, uh, Wingstop became Thigh Stop. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. We're going to make it Breast Stop. You know, we're going to make it, you know... You know, we're we going to, you know, we're going to use every piece of the chicken. It's going to be whole fryer stop in a minute. So, just in case you guys were thinking about doing the rent to chicken, this service does not come cheap. So, rent to chicken, which is the service that Big Daddy was talking about, and we'll put the information in the show notes. Actually, I think I may have saw that. What was it on Inside Edition? Yes. That talked about Sounds it? Sounds right. Yeah, but the cost to rent two chickens, Two hens for six months is $575, or about three eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why y'all tripping. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Would you, I mean, would that be a good option for people? I mean, in mass production, yes, but at the same time, like, I think the thing I'm concerned about is the, because to... You know, you have to keep the chicken in good physical health, but also True. the fact that chickens do carry foodborne diseases that you have to be watchful. And, you know, even touching chickens, you know, out of place can, you know, cause salmonella. That is true. In fact, we did talk about it on the show. If you happen to shell out the $575 for the chicken, again, please don't snuggle or kiss the chicken. Don't laugh. This was actually something we covered on the show. The CDC actually issued a warning. 
I don't know why people would want to snuggle in or kiss a chicken. But like you said, you're right. That does come with its own risk. Right. You can have a chicken as a pet, but you just don't want to sit down and snuggle with it. One, but once again, in certain neighborhoods, bad things, you know, (laughs) even if you like your chicken, that chicken's not going to last long, you know. Especially when you see people walking around with a frying pan. It's, it's just not going to go well for you. So, so in other words, it'll be the two-piece. Three-piece, whole <laughs> fryer. So again, people, you can love your chicken, but don't love the chicken. Right. <laughs> so just in case you're curious. Can of Crisco. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. Just in case you're curious, because obviously this has caused a lot of strife. Not only... For people who like to eat eggs straight out. But we all know that eggs are a breakfast staple. But they're also used in cooking. And we are a cooking and foodie show here at the Gourmet Goober. So we're helpers. So just wanted to share some things that could be used in the substitute. If you don't want to work the pole for the next dozen eggs that you get. <laughs> if you're not looking to make a little change up in here for your next dozen eggs. For example, if you are cooking something um, in a pinch, particularly if you're baking, you can use bananas, tofu, applesauce, or flaxseed in in place of eggs. Okay, if you some need of it, sound... it's a binding agent. Sorry, some of that sounds shady, but okay. <laughs> no, no, actually, this is true. In fact, I have cooked things for you in the past. Like made pancakes and made uh, muffins when I used to make more muffins and stuff. And using either bananas or in the case of baking muffins, applesauce. It's a really great replacement. And depending on what type of muffin that you're making, you can't even taste it. Now, I've never tried the tofu or the flaxseed. But what I can say about the tofu... Not so much as a binding agent, but in place of scrambled eggs, scrambled tofu, I have had that. And depending on how it's prepared, it's actually a good, re- you, you you won't be able to tell the difference. Okay, I'll give you that. Because I have, I have come across, yeah, some things that were scrambled or look like they were scrambled that look, could have come from a plant base. Also, one other thing that you may want to consider are the plant-based substitutes. And I have actually tried this past week the Just Egg. You guys have seen the commercial. There's like one with like Jake Gyllenhaal. They're usually hilarious because they're narrated by J.B. Smooth. <laughs> I personally think now J.B. Smooth should narrate all commercials and just let him say whatever the hell he wants because he's hilarious. But the Just Egg Substitute, I tried, and they have multiple varieties. They have one that's like a liquid base if you want to like cook with it or scramble your eggs. The one that I got was like a little folded egg that you can like make a sandwich with. Okay. So I've been eating it this past week. And I have to say, there's it comes cooked and there's a number of ways you can heat it. So I've been heating it with just a little hint of oil in my Staub Everyday Pan. And it's fried up just like a regular egg patty. And it tastes 
Like, honestly, they do a good job. You can't tell the difference when okay. you prepare it that way. Fair enough. However, this morning, I was in a rush because I had two meetings that I had to make back-to-back with my boss. And so instead of preparing it in the skillet, what I did was I just microwaved it like they suggested, wrapped in um, a paper towel. And I can tell that one is a little questionable. But that's only because... To be honest, just like a regular egg, depending on how you microwave it, it sometimes comes rubbery. So it wasn't as enjoyable. Like you could tell from the texture, it wasn't an egg. But if like if you like warm it with a little bit of oil in the skillet, okay, it's like you can't tell. I was really impressed. So you can try maybe that, or they even have something. And I've never used it before, but I've known people who use it, particularly those who are vegan and vegetarian and probably lean more towards non-food related items the confused people (laughs) the confused people but the bob's red mill egg replacer they also make that as well okay i would also like to give a shout out to the nice people at eli's cheesecake who basically told themselves you know i don't care what y'all say we still going to use eggs in our uh in our bacon but You're just going to have to pay more. And you know what? I love Eli's. Eli's once, remember, they sent us that free cheesecake? What happened to that free cheesecake? I ate it. (laughs) Okie dokie. There's no shame in that. (laughs) And it was great. And I have to say, it's well worth the money. So, yeah, I would pay for that. (laughs) But until then, just know that there are some alternatives. And hopefully... um, inflation goes down and prices go down a little bit lower that will hopefully ease some of the egg pain i want to know though what happens at at easter well they're just gonna start using uh, other options (laughs) we're gonna have like easter melons (laughs) yeah i'm like you know it'd be a shame to like you know every time you look around the easter bunny and got jacked (laughs) that is true Forget the goose that laid the golden egg. We talk about the Easter Bunny. That's right. (laughs) So, now that we've gone on for eggs, let's talk about something else that has hit everyone's conversation today. And if you think that, you know, avian flu is the reason why we can't have a, a nice omelet right now at an affordable price, then we have Tucker Carlson to think, Unfortunately, why we can't have nice things as relates to my favorite candy, M&M's. What did Tuckums do now? <laughs> Tuckums. Thank you so very much, Joy Reid, <laughs> for giving him that name. He will forever be known as that. I'll just shorten it up to Tucks now. <laughs> so this morning we were treated to a letter an open letter that was posted on their Twitter and their other related social media from the M&M's candy company. It says in part, America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our below spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Which was the last thing that M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause 
from the spokes candies. In their place, we're proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We're confident that Ms. Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels like they belong. So, a little <laughs> highlight as to what happened for those not in the know. Go get them. So, apparently, last year, M&M's Candies faced criticisms over their decision to do something in honor of National Women's Day. They changed up their packaging in order to feature three female M&M's characters. And they even introduced one character, which is purple for the first time. Which, just as a side note, love the color purple. So excited about that. But because people just need something to bitch about all the time or else they just don't feel like they're alive. Tucker Carlson went on the air and was angry because, one, there were three women, (laughs) three women candies on this package. And then he called the Eminem's woke because, God forbid, they weren't sexy enough for him. And they changed the shoes from a high heel shoe to a block shoe. (laughs) So because the green Eminem decided to wear sneakers for a damn change and rest her fucking feet, Tuckums decided that these M&Ms are ruining, I don't know, his horniness for candy. I, I don't get it. And as a result, people were going after them because just like they yell every year that there's a war on Christmas, even though, ironically enough, there's Christmas every freaking year. <laughs> there is a war on Christmas. The war on Christmas is this. I didn't always get what I wanted for Christmas. A, that's my war on Christmas. Santa owes me some back rent. (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about that later. And that's not Santa's fault. That's you having your birthday on Christmas Day. (laughs) Hey, Santa got to pay what he (laughs) owed. You don't need to blame Santa. You need to blame your parents for that. (laughs) Hey. I can't help it if, you know, they felt so well. Anyway. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> nonetheless. So, basically, because people were angry about the switch from heels to sneakers, they have decided to completely eliminate uh, M&M's. Now, take this, take this announcement with also with a green salt, because Maya Rubioff will make her announcement in M&M's new spokesperson in a Super Bowl commercial. So this could very well be a way for M&M's to troll um, those at Fox News who are ruining a good thing. Yeah. Um, by drumming up publicity in order to sell a Super Bowl commercial. But that said, I, I think we need to talk about the larger issue the fake clutching of pearls for everything and how the word woke has been used and weaponized in order to mean it's like the pantheon of everything they feel is wrong with this world. One, I think it's hilarious that they chose the word woke because, okay. Now, we're black people, my husband and I. 
And we try to do an entertaining show that appeals to everybody. And yes, we do get black as hell on this show because we enjoy and have a good time. But we, we try to pull back, obviously, because this is consumed by many. That said, this is me saying that the word woke is not even used in our vernacular anymore. I mean, not unless it's like made in a comical sense. Yes. So the idea that woke has been adopted over these years, I'm just like, y'all are just like a day late and a dollar short with that. We have moved on from the word woke, but it just seems like that is their word and they're going to Columbus it. Well, you know, they're trying to keep it on fleek now, you know, (laughs) trying to keep it real. They going with that bling bling. That's right. Which we also don't use either. They don't know that. <laughs> Which is sad. <laughs> but anyway. From Eminem's candy to the grumbling that they had a couple weeks ago, thinking that we're going to go from house to house and take their gas stove. Big fan. <laughs> Come take my gas stove. It's old. <laughs> it, it seems to me that I, I get it. It's for ratings. It's for clicks. It's to angry the old person who has nothing else to do but to watch your network and scream at the cloud. It's like, get off my damn lawn. Exactly. Okay. But it's never really culminated in the ending of something that's beloved as a spokesperson before now. I mean, this is too far. I mean... They're candy. You're not supposed to be sexually attracted to them. Okay? Well. <laughs> it's not like it's Jessica Rabbit. It's an M&M. And far be it for me to know what you do with a bag of M&M. That's between you and your chocolate. Okay? <laughs> but Big Daddy, what do you think about this? Do you think that this is just an example of fake? I don't even know what to call it. It's fake outrage. Fake outrage. It's, it's gone making too far. a mountain out of a molehill. And really, it's not even like a good molehill to stand on. I'm no. like, you're looking at the M&M's spokes candy really hard. And I, I take this back to something I think Tux kind of went back and I think he was watching the Smurfs. And he was looking at Smurfette a little bit too long. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because if you look at, you know, Smurfette, I'm thinking, you know, Smurfette had the chance. She was looking a little Cardi B-ish. And she was probably wearing some red bottoms and Tux got all, like, you know, got all in his feelings and, you know, had a moment. And then he started looking at the spokes can and he's like, oh, wait a minute. We see something here that's a little different. Well, I don't like this. This is, this is serious. I'm thinking in all the years, like, I've looked at M&M's. I don't think there's been a time that I've paid attention to what the M&M's look like. Never. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, really thought about it. Like, okay, yes, I will freely admit that, yes. Was there one, like, the first time they had the female candy introduced was the voice, like, Vanessa Williams or somebody? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember that. Now, that was a nice voice, but at the same time, I'm sorry, I wasn't really looking at her. But I'm like, okay, you you really need to go talk to your family because 
Um, Tuxton, you, you, you might be, you might need to have a little therapy, bro. Yeah, if I'm Mrs. Tuckums right now, I would be a little worried that your man is looking at a bag of chocolate like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's like something, maybe there's like something underneath that that you need to explore. Yeah, my man is literally the peanut <laughs> candy looking for the chocolate. Man, you might as well just go on to West Hollywood and get that out. I mean, it's, it sounds like he does protest too much about the chocolate. I think, yeah, I'm thinking bro is looking for divine brown. I'm sorry. And again, I'm not going to go there. I will. Please don't. But the point I'm trying to make is for people who always are complaining about council culture, when it's really just accountability right the idea that they actually got a mascot quote-unquote canceled because of her sneakers that's that's a bit much do you think he looks at the mrs bowworth bottle just the wrong way (laughs) i've been holding on to that for a minute now that's got me thinking what other food products or you were a little upset about. I'm just saying. <laughs> Does he like go through the candy aisle and talk like Austin <laughs> Powers? Do I make you horny? <laughs> yeah, he's literally like throwing like, you know, smarties around thinking like, Ooh. what what are y'all doing? This thing looks too like a, like a, you know, like a phallic symbol. Oh my God. Yeah, Tux is, he's, he's, he's trying hard. I'm trying, bro. Does he go to Starbucks and I know like they had this thing about the red cups. Oh yeah. They had a temper tantrum because the cup was red. Yeah. And it uh, didn't have any holiday symbols. Bro, it's a cup. Mm, <laughs> it works as a game. Yeah. I gotta ask you, Tuckums, what are you doing with the cup, bro? <laughs> so we bid adieu to our favorite M Ms. We wanted to take a moment and just say thank you for all the laughs the great commercials like i always look forward to the halloween commercials yes <laughs> my favorite one is the one where they where they always go to the halloween party and then someone thought that it was an outfit and then they realized they were a giant piece of candy and chase them <laughs> i remember they would have like celebrities like go and run after the m&m and take a bite of them <laughs> No, I did not notice that, but yes, I (laughs) find that amusing. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's just sad that we will no longer see them because of that. (laughs) Yes, but that's the amusing part of it, is like, but yeah, now you're worrying about, like, okay, but at least there's Maya Rudolph to come, you know, make, bring sanity to, you know, this insane world. But I need Maya to, you know, show up and show her. You know when she portrayed Beyonce in the uh, SNL skit? Oh my god, that is the best. Yeah, I need that (laughs) Maya Rudolph to show up. I want you to take off my wig. Put three... (laughs) What was it? Three ice cubes? Yeah, I need three ice cubes on top (laughs) of my my head. And then put my wig back on. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we need that one. <laughs> so, 
again, we bid adieu, Eminem characters. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> and hopefully Maya will enjoy her new role as the spokes candy. <sighs> Wear good shoes, girl, because otherwise Tucker will come out to you. <laughs> That's right. Don't be looking. So does that make Tuck, Tuckums, does that make him, what was it, Upgrade? What? What was the movie that she was in with uh, Luke Wilson? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Idiocracy. Thank you. This is basically what this is. We are living in idiocracy. That is so true. <laughs> I forgot about that. You are right. <laughs> so our last story is actually one that has caused a lot of conversation between Big Daddy and I over the past week. And it's one that actually comes from an unhappy place. But it's also comical if you think about it. So for those of you who may be familiar, the singer Shakira just came out with what some people have dubbed to be a revenge breakup song, um, which is actually one of the fastest growing songs on the charts, apparently. That was not made by Taylor Swift. (laughs) That was not made by Taylor Swift. Tay-Tay had nothing to do with that. Thank goodness. (laughs) And Shakira actually uh, did that song based on a split with famous soccer player Gerard Piquet. And just some background. Apparently, they announced their split last summer after 12 years together. And afterwards, Piquet was seen out and about with a woman called and I want to make sure I get her name right, Claire Chia Marti, a then 22-year-old woman who worked with him. So this is someone that apparently there's been rumors that right under her nose, he was unfaithful with one of his employees. So the diss track that she came out with is in Spanish, but basically... It takes some very direct swipes at both um, Piquet as well as his new partner. But the story itself is not so much about the diss track that everyone's talking about, but rather how she found out that he was cheating on her. And how did she (laughs) find out, pray tell? Well, according to rumors, she found out Because when she came home, (laughs) she went to the refrigerator and basically saw that her strawberry jam was eaten. Her jam. Her jam was depleted. So apparently, Shakir has a thing with strawberry jam, which I gotta say, girl, just as a side note, from my time in London, and that reminds me, I have to make... I, I found the recipe that I want to try for the British scones. I've been, like, craving British scones forever. Yes, she has. And I've been obsessed with them. Yes, she has. And I can't find clotted cream, so I'm trying to get clotted cream. But strawberry jam. I do have strawberry jam because I had the scones with the clotted cream and strawberry jam while we were in Britain, and it was amazing. But anyway, much like her... <laughs> I am also obsessed with this 
strawberry jam. And apparently, she's a little possessive about it. So, as the story goes, she notices something was amiss when she noticed that her strawberry jam was depleted. The reason why she suspected something is apparently PK does not eat strawberry jam. He doesn't eat jam at all. Never have. So, (laughs) when she found out that her jam was depleted, she had a suspicion that another hoe was in the house eating her jam. Can't can't bring another hoe in the house unless you you cover your bases. (laughs) So, no word if this story is true, but this story is all over the internet and people are having a field day on it. And I gotta say... One, that's smart sleuthing, because after 12 years with somebody, if that person just decided one day, you know what, baby, that was me, I ate the jam. You're not going to believe that, right? But then that got me thinking, like, we've been together for a long time, right? Married for over 17 years, together for over 20. What thing... That if you notice it was missing, that you know that I was cheating. Like, like for example, if I brought home some sushi, right, and I had some in the fridge, and I came home and my sushi was eaten, oh, you and I are going to have a discussion, because you don't touch sushi. Never have. Hey, we have cats in the house. No. <laughs> Just having pets. <laughs> Is an automatic excuse. I'm pretty sure you'll try that. Yes, but I'm I not going to believe that. <laughs> so, Big Daddy, what sort of thing would you have that if I, if you came home and it was gone, you would kind of wonder if there's a man that was in the house? As you told me once, wavy potato chips. I have broken down and eaten them. Although I don't like the mouthfeel. That's on you. <laughs> but yeah, that's when I know there's, <laughs> there, there's another yeah, there's another tramp up in the space. Yeah, if there's, so, a, if there's some you know some dude with some Timberlands, and he and walked his little punk ass up in here, and touched my wavy chips. Yeah, it's only popping up in this piece. You know what I'm saying? Now wait a minute. I have eaten wavy potato chips before. You've seen me. Pringles. Oh, yeah, I hate those. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, minute, wait, 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 wait. I have eaten Pringles before. Okay, wait a minute. All right, fine. Corn dogs. I've eaten corn dogs before. You've made me corn dogs before. But did you like them? You know, every once in a while, in a blue moon, I will eat one. And it's not like I hate corn dogs. What it is, is when I was a kid growing up every summer, when... You know, because we were feral latchkey kids, my siblings and I, we would fill up on corn dogs because it was one of the easiest things for us to cook. So it's not that I hate it; it's just I had too much of it. Okay. <laughs> pecan ice cream. Butter pecan. Butter pecan. Mm, I've had that before. Okay, vanilla ice cream. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if there's some chocolate sauce in here, I will eat the vanilla ice cream with the chocolate sauce. 
No, it has to be. Like, for example, Greek yogurt. If I had Greek yogurt in the house and it was gone, like wiped out, like down to the swallow, then I know something's up because you don't eat yogurt like that. Like, it has to be something that you, you, I don't, I don't fuck with at all. Okay, apparently <laughs> Uncle Ben's would probably be the first one. That's because it's expensive. If there's Uncle Ben's in the house, that means we won the lottery. <laughs> Is that an eggs? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just writing out the options here, but yeah. There's the Uncle Ben's is- in the house. That I bought and they're missing. Then I know there's somebody about to get spanked up in here. Well, wait a minute. What if there's no other rice and I have to make the Uncle Ben's rice? Again, it's not been out. Okay, should we explain to them about the Uncle Ben's? I don't care. (laughs) Okay. When Big Daddy and I first got married years ago, the first time I went grocery shopping, Big Daddy gave me a list of things to get, right? And it had eggs. Again, this is before they're hell expensive. And sausage and bacon and all that good stuff. And then he asked specifically for Uncle Ben's converted right rice. And I was like, oh. Long grain. Long grain right rice, sorry. So I thought, oh. Okay, so he wants rice. So I go to the grocery store. This is right when we moved in together for the very first time. I wasn't working yet. So we're counting every penny. And I went to the local Jewel Osco. And I noticed that Uncle Ben's was nearly twice as much as its competitor, Riceland. And I thought, oh, well, we're trying to pinch our pennies. And rice is rice. So I got the Riceland. So I made something for you that was rice-based. And I was so eager because, again, I think I've talked about it on the show. Cooking is my love language. So for me, it's important that you enjoy the meal. So I do my thing where I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did you like dinner? And you said to me, oh, this is really good, but there's something off with the rice. I was like, is there something wrong? I mean, did I overcook it? Is it dry? No, no, no. This isn't Uncle Ben's, is it? And I'm looking at him like, no. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, oh, I asked specifically for Uncle Ben's converted long grain white rice. Yes. Yes, I did. And I was like, oh, well, I just got the wrestling because, you know, Uncle Ben's was expensive. And I just figured rice was rice. And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) Then Big Daddy tells me the story that apparently, (laughs) unbeknownst to me, (laughs) at this point in our life, that for many, many years, your mother prepared for you, just you, Uncle Ben's unconverted long grain white rice, And everyone else ate a different rice. So you had your own brand of rice. And then you were like, didn't your family do that? And I was like, nah, man. (laughs) I don't even know what kind of rice we ate. Sometimes the bag just said rice. (laughs) 
Marcus and Reese. Who, and whose fault was that? <laughs> I can't help that my mama loved me. One. <laughs> my mama loved me too, but we were a family of six as opposed to you being the baby living by yourself. Hey, I, I, I did have an older sister. I did that. I never asked her what her <laughs> rice was. And, and let the record show <laughs> as my mama who loved me. <laughs> my mom loved me too. Stop it. That we think. Stop. But nonetheless, <laughs> the answer really was my daddy was the one who liked his rice a different way. It was my mother who made who made the decision that she would eat the she would eat the Uncle Ben's if she had the availability to it, and that when I was growing up, that the, that was the one that she provided for me. So that was the one I became used to was the Uncle Ben's. No other rice, not the Riceland, not the other random, you know, white bag, black letters. No, I never ate, you know, you know, name Chinese rice. I didn't eat any of that until I met you. So, yes. Now, if you ask me now what I eat, I'm like, well, I just eat the rice that I'm given. you damn straight because Uncle Ben was expensive, even with the coupon. She beat it into me. <laughs> And it was funny because for a while, your mama found out about it. And she gave me some cute... Like, she went out of her way to cut out coupons for Uncle Vince. And I would go grocery shopping. I'd be like, damn, even with the coupon, that bitch is like a dollar more. Uh-uh. We're trying to save for a car. <laughs> Community downtown... <laughs> for where we lived in the suburbs of Chicago was expensive. You asked us to eat Riceland. And it was funny because, God bless her soul, one day your mom pulled me aside and she said, I heard that Thomas is eating Riceland. And I'm like, yes, 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 he is. He is. How did you get him to do it? That was the only thing I made up. Rice. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what marriage is. <laughs> okay, so anyway, back to the story at hand. Back to the story. So okay. apparently Shakira <laughs> found out what her missing jam. So you're seeing... If there's Uncle Ben's in the house, you're thinking that's something to miss. If there's not Uncle Ben's in the house. Well, I, there's I not it. Uncle Ben's in the house to begin with. Correct. One. But I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of things that, yeah, that I find proprietary. You know what? You know what? I got it. I got it. Okay, I can't wait for this one. Because you know how you went through a period of time where you used to eat a lot of bologna, right? Or better yes. yet, better yet. Okay. If there's mayonnaise in the house and it's like depleted, you know I didn't do it. Because you know I hate mayonnaise. With like a passion beyond all understanding. So like if you had bologna and your bologna was eaten, I'm not talking the good stuff like the mortadella. I'm talking just plain ass bologna like Oscar Mayer. Because you know I can't stand that. My bologna has a first name? Yes. Yeah. So if it's like that. Okay. 
you know, with the little red thing around it. <laughs> or if you come home and a whole jar of mayonnaise is gone. Not like a little bit like I would cook something with the mayonnaise. Because I've made things with mayonnaise before, but like to eat it on a sandwich, no. Okay. Then you know something's off. Yeah, then I'm going to find that. <laughs> and there's going to be some furniture moving up in here. We're going to have some moments, one. But I would like to say for the record, uh, what's the brother's name? PK? Yes. Yeah, sounds like some nits. But anyway, bro, learn what your chick gets into and keep it in stock. It's like if there was like, if if my wife came home and there's no coffee, if the coffee has been run, then I know that I messed up because I need to like replenish that one. But two, if it's depleted and she asks you what happened to it, say, I don't know what to tell you, baby. I just had a thing for coffee. Even if I don't drink coffee or tea, just say, wasn't me. And even if it wasn't you, then say, maybe it was me. Lie, lie, <laughs> lie until you can't lie no more. And then run. Okay. That note, you and I need to have a conversation off mic. <laughs> like Shaggy said. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> lie, lie, lie. <laughs> so on that note, why don't we take a break? Lie. <laughs> and then when we come back, we will talk about the best thing we ate this week. So you're listening to the Gourmet Makeover podcast, and we will be right back. Lying to the wheels fall off. <laughs> Stop. This is JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober, and I'm here to share something super exciting um, that the Gourmet Goober is launching its first newsletter, appropriately called Gooberland. <laughs> so it'll launch this fall, and inside the newsletter, you'll get access to interviews, recipes, and other exclusive content. So sign up now. You can do so using the link in the show notes. You can also go to thegourmetgoober.com and sign up there as well. So hopefully you'll join us and be a part of Gooberland. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Hey everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. Outlaw. And we are back with the best thing we ate this week, the third segment of the Gourmet Goober podcast. This is where we share our favorite grub, favorite restaurants, recipes, everything in between. And as always, if there is something that you would like to make sure that our audience knows about, drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com and maybe you'll hear your selection on the show. So, as always, we start with Big Daddy. So, what is the best thing that you've had since we've been on mic? The best thing I had since we were we were in the building on the mic. Okay. I know I'm going to play this quick and cheap, but the best thing I had this week was, once again, made by the Gourmet Goober. Really? Yes, it was. And 
it's so funny because I don't even know if she truly has a name for it. But so earlier tonight, the goober uh, very quickly put together a nice little dinner for me while I was working. After a long day of working for her, or a long day of her working, she put together this nice little uh, get together that was called what was a barbecue pork stir fry. That's what she called it. I, we don't really have a name for it yet. And that's because I made it up literally. Yes. <laughs> that was the best thing you had? That was the best thing I had this week. <laughs> I got to admit. Because I know earlier, like, you know, that she made a Puerto Rican pork. The pernil. Was, uh, the pernil was lovely. <laughs> oh, God, that was lovely. And I said I would want to say that, but at the same time, like, I got to admit, this, this barbecue pork stir fry. As simple as it was, oh my god, it came, it hit me at the right time, at the right place. I don't know if you guys have ever had that come about, where it's like you're just hungry enough or something, and just the pork was so nice and it was tender, but yet strong and firm. It, it was cut, it was chopped up in a nice firm uh, section. <laughs> the barbecue sauce that was thrown together with it, I think it was Sweet Baby Ray's, wasn't it? You know what? It was. It started off as Street Baby Ray's, but by the time I doctored it up in order to infuse things like soy sauce and believe it or not, I even added a little bit of peanut butter. Really? Yeah. Okay. But the sauce itself turned out to be. It, it definitely added some additional notes than the Baby Ray's Sweet Baby Ray's. Like you didn't even know it was barbecue sauce until I told you. No, I knew it was barbecue sauce. I didn't, didn't know peanut know butter sweet, was involved. Yeah, and you didn't know what was was layered in. So, okay, yeah, but yeah, like put that together with you know with rice, depending on which rice it was. I believe it was rice one, but I could be wrong because the goober does that to me. But it was the best thing I ate this week. Well, that is interesting because, again, like I said, I. Just sort of made that up. <laughs> what was happening was I was going to make some some country style ribs, pork ribs, you know, the boneless ribs. Yes. And but you really need to take a long time to like prepare those in the oven in order to, you know, ten get them tender enough and just right and it was already approaching eight o'clock, so I didn't have time to do that. So I thought, let's improvise. So I chopped up the pork ribs and I, you know, marinated them in a quick marinade and, you know, just sort of made things up on the fly. Just look and see what I had in the cabinet. Ooh, sesame seeds. <laughs> and put that together. So I honestly have no name. I have no recipe. I'll try to remember what I did and I'll share it on on. On the gourmetgooper.com. But yeah, I'm glad you like it because it has no name. <laughs> Chef's kiss. It was nice. <laughs> it was tasty. <laughs> well, with that in mind, mine was a restaurant that I have been dying to try for a long time. It's in uh, Northwest Indiana. It's in Cherville. It's called the Tender Cuisine of India. And just as a side note, for those people who know me, 
one of the things that I really have taken a passion to these last few years. So actually, thank you to the pandemic for that. Because <laughs> it gave me an opportunity to try things as I was stuck in the house. I found that I really, really, really am in love with curries. <laughs> Big Daddy can say that with certainty because for a while I was making curry like once a week. Yeah, we had to put her on, <laughs> like, I had to put her on detention from her uh, her curry fix because at a certain point, I think it, like, did we A, run out of rice or, like, did I just put you on stop for a minute? I said, you got to calm down on the curry. We ran out of rice, one, yeah. which is hilarious because this house always has rice because, you know, it's so versatile. You can do so many things with it. It's one of the staples I always keep in the pantry. So when Big Daddy was just like, dude, there is no rice. Jenny, JJ, stop. <laughs> you know, back up a bit. Plus, no offense, as I was experimenting and finding out more, more, you know, from the korma to the tiki masala. And then, God, we went over to London, which apparently, and I didn't know this. Well, maybe it makes sense because sadly colonialism, but the Brits really do like curry. So, like when we were over there, we had a really heavenly chicken biryani. Um, that was just amazing. So, I have secretly been in love with Indian cuisine for quite a while. And I've been wanting to try the tandoor cuisine of India. And it's luck would have it, I had a great opportunity recently from Postmates in order to get like a huge discount. So I thought with the discount and, you know, the saving on delivery, yeah, it's worth taking it out. Because Sherfields is a little distance from us to travel. Well, not really, but, you know, Indianapolis Boulevard is really busy at night and things like that. And I was in the midst of doing something. But long story short, I ordered two things from them. I ordered their chicken mirakani which most people know is butter chicken. And then I also ordered their chicken biryani um, as well. And I have to say, they were really incredible. And it was hard to choose which of the two I loved the most um, for the best thing I ate this week. I think I'm leaning more towards the butter chicken though. When you order their butter chicken, one, you get the opportunity to determine what amount of heat that you add to it. Okay. I, I made it a medium heat because even though I love spicy things, you not so much. But even the medium heat had a little bit of a kick on it. It did. I, I was really impressed with that. The seasoning was just so amazing and right on. You know, the sauce that came with it was very thick and tasty and just absolutely yummy. They gave you a quite a substantial amount for the servings. So we ate several dinners, actually, out of the two items that we got, which was really amazing. It's a great price. So, you know, for example, for the butter chicken, it's $16.99. Well, what it amounts to two dinners, two nights of dinners for two people. Yeah. So when you think about that, that's a great, great deal. And when you add in the rice dish to biryani... Biryani, which again, it's so, so good. Although I would probably have the one in London 
over this one. And again, I'm obsessed with it because they served it in like this pie crust, which is amazing. So you have to cut through the pie crust to get to the rice dish. Again, chef's kiss. <laughs> really, really good. Okay. But yeah, I would highly recommend this place. It's probably now one of my favorite Indian restaurants in the area. And it's in Sherville, Indiana. So especially for those who live in Chicago, it's just right over the border. Well, let me ask, I know this is a dumb question, but how did it compare to the bird chicken poutine you had at Elephant Castle before the pandemic started? Oh, my God. That. Was that your tummy? Sorry. I'm sorry? Sorry, I think I heard your stomach. Actually... Because it sounded like poutine. That's a good question because it's been a while since I've had the butter chicken poutine. I would probably make this, put this ahead of that. Okay. Only because it has a definite... Well, you know what? Actually, let me take that back. Because I've been doing a lot of research, apparently, when after we came back from London, right? Because I was wondering why... Curry is like their national food over there. Really, it is. And of course, like we all know, colonialism. But apparently, like the British version of butter chicken is slightly sweeter and not as thick, from what I understand, than like the authentic Indian version. Okay. So I prefer the Indian version because it's more spicier it's very thick i mean it's a it was a substantial serving and obviously the butter chicken topping for the poutine is not that substantial because again the rice itself not the rice the fries is the main part of the dish but that said from my understanding for what's a traditional british form of butter chicken it's right on for the brits is chips of course. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. That was that was a bad throwaway, but anyway. No, no, no. No, you're right. You're right. And I've been dying to go back, and that reminds me, because I've also been dying for a full English breakfast again, because British sausages are the shit. She's been obsessed <laughs> with this damn English <laughs> breakfast. So, <laughs> if you know anyone at Elfman Castle in Chicago, just know I might be making my way over there. Okay. <laughs> So, as always, we're going to put in the show notes um, the details. So, if you are in Northwest Indiana and want to grab your own helping of the butter chicken, the chicken marcani, at the Tandu Cuisine of India, you can certainly grab your own. In the meantime, Big Daddy, where can they find you online for now? Well, you can find me online at T Outlaw, Elon Musk Twitter. That would be T-O-U-T-L-A-W. And on Instagram, at T-Outlaw, Josie Wells. You can find me, JJ Outlaw, at, surprise, JJ Outlaw on Twitter. You can also find me at The Gourmet Goober, or Gourmet Goober on Instagram. Get us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com if you have any questions. You can also visit thegourmetgoober.com as well, just as a reminder, we have some new postings that's available, so certainly check us out. 
And yeah, we are just super excited for, again, thank you for listening to the first episode of the new year. We are really thrilled to start this year off. We've got some really cool things in the books waiting for you. And we thank you, as always, for your support. So, until next time, Big Daddy and I, this is JJ Outlaw. And T. Outlaw. (laughs) Saying, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. And until then, happy eating.